We need to pray now. And whatever happens, whatever you may see or hear, keep your eyes forward and don't stop praying. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Welcome to the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with John and Garrett. Greetings, all you creatures from cyberspace. My name is Garrett. I'm joined here with Mark and John. Are you starting your own podcast over there in the corner? I'm going to do a competing podcast at the oh. same exact time. <laughs> <laughs> We're vying for the same slot. <laughs> You're going down, Mark. This town's not big enough for two podcasts. Well, we did something today. We went and uh, saw the power of God we in the movie did theater. We <laughs> it's unusual because normally we do nothing. So, based off John's final days, you all know it's an it's exciting life he leads. Oh, I love it though. What have you guys <laughs> been up to? Nothing. Making mistakes, watching movies that we thought were going to be better. Yeah. If you don't know, we're going to be talking about the nun today. You did, as John likes to say, you clicked on the thing. Yeah, they know. <laughs> Titled the Wait, thing. Wait, does he really say you clicked on the thing? I love that he title. Yeah, that's going to be they a T-shirt. Also, you clicked on the thing. Before we get going, I did want to bring up a couple things. Uh, it was announced this week that Joe Bra Briggs will be coming back to Shutter for holiday special marathons, Thanksgiving and Christmas. They'll be bringing him back for some specific uh, horror theme pod, uh, marathons. Okay, you just stumbled all yeah, through that. All I love that. it. You like that? That's good though, because that's what Shutter is going to do when uh, the marathon <laughs> oh, Damn, <laughs> shots fired at Shutter. I mean, to be fair, again, though, like like I said, you know, that's not their fault. I mean, they should have been more prepared, but they had no idea that man pulled that kind of draw still. Oh, it's definitely their fault, though. I mean, they well, were yes, the servers. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I can understand them not being prepared for that level. It's like when Mystery Science Theater came back. They did not expect it to make that much money. But Netflix didn't fall over itself. That's well, true. it was already paid for. And if you're unaware, Joe Bob Briggs is a movie critic. He's been around since the early 80s. He was originally on a television channel called The Movie Channel. It was a pay-for channel that competed with the likes of HBO and Cinemax back in the day where he was doing marathon types. Uh, I think it was a show was called like At the Drive-In or something like that. Yeah, At the Drive-In. Um, he then moved over to TBS where he did Monster Vision in the late 90s, and that's where I know him Wait, from. Wait, was it TBS or USA? I thought it was USA. It was either TNT or TBS. It was one of the two that he was on. Well, because he's on USA up all night for a while too, wasn't he? That I don't know. Oh, man. Up all night for me was Gilbert Gottfried, and then it turned into maybe, the blonde lady. Maybe, yeah. I think that's. I think you're right. Man, it's been so long. God, yeah. we're old. But I kind of miss past. that. <laughs> I, miss, I miss the TV. You know, they would have somebody introing it and give you insight into yeah. the movie, like the making of, as you watch through it. Let's really date ourselves here. And also, you guys remember the time when like you'd be like, hey, tonight I'm making plans to stay at home because they're playing two movies back to back. Oh, sure. And now with mm-hmm. Netflix and stuff like you're like, I'm just going to watch nine movies in a row if I want to. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's so weird how like people, and I guess some people still do, but really kind of set their schedules around TV events. Our life is on demand. You oh, can literally ooh, stop it and start deep. it whenever you want. That's but back true. then we were on schedules. That's, that show is coming on at 7 p.m. and it ain't waiting for you. No. So you better be in that seat ready to go. If you're not familiar, Joe Bob Briggs was brought back on Shutter over the summer where he completely crashed their servers. There were so many people trying to log in and watch that content. It was actually a, a lot of fun. I didn't know anybody in person that was actually watching it. I tried to get through as much of it as I could. I stayed up till about 6.30 in the morning and I fell asleep watching one of them, woke up to the TV still on, 
got up, drank some coffee, and just started watching Basket Case and whatever movies they were showing. But it was so much fun to be involved with the community. Like, it was such a communal uh, event on Twitter. You would go in, and mm-hmm. then people were tweeting, like, holy shit, this movie's great. And there was something very, uh, a very camaraderie-type feeling of being able to speak and, and talk to people about these films as it was happening. It was a real event for a lot of people across the nation. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why I started this podcast to a degree, because I like watching things and then discussing with people. I get a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. At one point, we tried to consider putting together like a weekly movie group. Remember, we were talking about doing that at one point. Oh, yeah. So this, We did this, that for a little while with like some of the House Get Made movies. We were doing that. We were watching them. Yeah every week before the episode came out and that was really fun but i guess with schedules and everyone being so it's tough when we're yeah when you're 30s trying to get people to commit but that's kind of what i was looking to get out of this which is why i'm still single ladies (laughs) (laughs) so i think there's something to it so i'm really happy that shutter is going to bring him back to do some more and he's actually going to have a full-time show on shutter and starting in 2019 oh really so it's like he's going to have the events plus a weekly show yeah it must have been a huge deal Dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you, they did not expect it to be as massive as it was. But I was seeing people that I didn't even know watched horror movies tweeting about it and stuff like that. So it was, it definitely was huge. But that's awesome. I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're giving them um, a bigger um, platform. Th- platform. There yeah. you go. It was also really great to see that so many people remembered who he was. Oh, so yeah. clearly, people had been watching that stuff, you know, for the last decade. Oh, legends years never so. die, Mark. <laughs> um, Joe Bob himself on Twitter said the Thanksgiving marathon is going to be called Dinners of Death. Uh, we'll have a body count almost as high as the number of people trampled to death in Black Friday sales. A very Joe Bob Christmas will feature Yule singing from Texas guaranteed to curdle the blood. Both marathons are four movies starting around 8 or 9 East Coast and will go till dawn because I talk so much and because we'll have so many guests. So that's cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we've also got another nun movie that popped up. Another nun? Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. About the one we're going to talk about? Uh, uh, apart from that. There's another nun movie. Oh, my God. A separate nun. So you know how like the Asylum likes to make fun of whatever movie that's current? Like, when you yes. say make fun of, you mean just make like a like shittier a parody, version of it? Like, yeah, okay. like a parody type thing. So Predator came out. They made the Alien Predator. <laughs> when Transformers was in the theater, they made the Transmorphers. Yeah, so it's not they're not trying to make a shitty movie. They're just like making their own knockoff cheap version. Yeah, to kind trying of, to cash in on yeah. this whole like, okay. oh, this movie's currently popular. You no, know, I bet they make a lot of money doing that though, because they've been doing it for decades. Oh, so. they've got to be making money off of it. So this one's called The Bad Nun. I don't know if Asylum did it, but I saw it pop up. I remember I used to I worked at a Hollywood video for a while back in college, early college. Mm. Now, and, what's a Hollywood video, Mark, for our younger listeners? Okay. Those do under, you, I don't know, 25. Do you think they know what Blockbuster is? Definitely not. Okay, well, let me explain to you. Back in the day, before there was movies on demand... Oh, strap in, people. <laughs> you had to get in your car, drive to a building that housed physical movies. Get no, I'm, out. I'm like not, a store? Like a store. And they would be in squares, sometimes called VHS. Sometimes those squares had circular discs in them called DVDs. What? You would pick those up. You would pay a man some money. You would take it home for two to five days. You would watch it, and then you would bring it back. What no, if, no, you would forget to bring it back, <laughs> and then you'd pay extra because they're charging you Yeah, what happens if I didn't bring it back? Uh, Blockbuster would send somebody with a knife to your door. Wow. The past. Yeah. For our younger <laughs> listeners, you didn't really have knife-wielding people come to your door. I, I think they did. I think in some parts of the country, that was okay. It was like a collections agency. (laughs) You know, like Repo Man. Exactly like that, that, including the aliens. Yeah. My first encounter with that was one of those knockoff movies like Transmorphers, and I would just roll my eyes at it and be like, oh, my God. Who is watching these? But 
Just think Evidently about you were. Yeah. Oh, I didn't rent it. Oh, okay. That's I was working there. I just saw it. it, it but I, it made me wonder how many people would come into these video rental stores and can be completely tricked. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, oh, exactly, that's the that's new exactly son my little do. Bobby wants to watch, the Transmoifas. And You're then counting they take on it home. That. Yeah, that's exactly, I'm sure, how they, like, a lot of it is like also they do the on-demand stuff, so you'll type in half the name and it, that'll pop up instead of the real name and... Some people won't look. And like, Amazon Prime it. needs to get their films from somewhere. Okay, so <laughs> we need to talk about this movie, you guys. I mean, that's a nice trip down memory lane, but I need to get this yeah, off my chest. Speaking of great okay. movies, oh, boy. let's talk about the Nun. You know, I was going to ask if any of us have actually watched one of those knockoffs before I went to this. No. Okay, well, we can ask. I have not. No, I have not. Okay, <laughs> listeners, if you watched any of those, let us know. Are they better than the Transformers films? I know Michael Bay is involved, so maybe Transformers is better. Who knows? <laughs> Transformers films get a bad rap, but anyway. First one's okay. The rest are shit. Yeah. Depends <laughs> on what you're looking for. Okay. Let's just leave that there because <laughs> we don't have time. Right now, we're talking about The Nun from 2018. This one is currently holding strong at a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that fan or is that critics? That is the critic. The oh. audience score is 51%. And that's high. That is, that's about that right. That is high. <laughs> I'm more in line with the critics on this. Uh, directed by Corin Hardy. This stars Teza Farmiga. That's actually the sister of the one, woman from The Conjuring. Uh, Damien. I thought they looked alike. I was yeah. like, man. Was younger well, I, I asked Mark. I was like, is that supposed to be the the lady from The Conjuring, yeah. but younger in this movie? And Mark was like, no. But I thought they were supposed to be like the same people. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, that's cool. Well, they have a strong family resemblance. Yeah, she definitely looks like her older sister. Uh, Damien Beardshare as Father Burke. Bonnie Ahrens as The Nun. And uh, Jonas Bloquet, or Bloquet, probably Bloquet, as Frenchie. As we said, Teza, she is the sister of Vera Farmiga. She was uh, cast by Corin Hardy. Originally, he didn't want to cast her because of her being a sibling of Vera, but changed his mind whenever he saw the auditions. He said he watched 100 auditions for the role, and she had some kind of presence outside of her own body that is evident, and she is phenomenal. So he did he say that? Her. That's what this says. Um, I mean, it's marketing speak, right? He's not going to go and be like, "Yeah, you know, we got a hundred shitty people. She was the least shittiest, <laughs> so we went with her." Right? They got to talk it up. I want to see that quote <laughs> on the back of the box. We picked the least shittiest actress <laughs> to lead our film into 1953's yeah. The Nun. Fifty-two. Okay. Sorry, thank you for writing me on notes. Uh, no, it was too dark in the theater. Okay, so that being said, me and Mark have like angrily scribbled notes that we took note in the theater. Like we had these little pieces of paper. We were just like frantically writing all these things. And for, half of them are legible. Half of them are just complete like nonsense scribble. For all that writing, the first fact on the podcast was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here, John. Not only are you demolition expert, you're here to keep us honest. There you go. Here's what IMDb <laughs> describes this film as. A priest with a haunted past and a novice on the threshold of her final vows are sent by the Vatican to investigate the death of a young nun in Romania and confront a malevolent force in the form of a demonic nun. That's a very accurate description. That's yeah. actually one of the best descriptions we've had in a long time. Yeah, Nailed it. that's exactly what happens. Is it's that concise. a user description? That's IMDb's. Yeah, but did a user write it? Are they allowed to do that? Yeah. Is yeah. it like Wikipedia? Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope a user wrote it because you should get in the back of the box business user. Yeah. XYZ. Whoever you are, kudos. You're hired. This is the fifth installment in the Conjuring franchise. Now, see, that blows my mind. I had no idea there was so many linked movies. I know, yeah. like, I think it wasn't Annabelle. Yeah, Annabelle yeah, was, was related Conjuring, to the Conjuring. Conjuring 2, Annabelle, 
Um, Annabelle Creation, this one. Um, there's already rumors that this one's going to get a sequel also. Of course. There's nothing involved with this franchise that's not going to be sequelized. Sequelized. I hope that's a word. Not going to be sequelized because after I saw what they did with this one, they'll just pump out anything. James Wan said that he wants to kind of dig into how the nun is more related to Vera Farmiga from the Conjuring series. Um, I don't know. I think it, it may be clear that me and Garrett don't think a whole lot of this film at this point. I'd have to rewatch him, but I think this might be the third best of the five. Oh, rank him for us right now. I would Here say we go. Conjuring one from best to worst. Yeah, from okay. best to worst. Conjuring one. Okay. Annabelle creation. This one. Conjuring two, and then Annabelle. No kidding. Yeah. You put the one that we've done for the podcast at the bottom of the list. Yeah, it was really terrible. Garrett. Do you well, like this one better or? Ooh, I, I liked Annabelle more than I liked this. You did. And that's, it's, it's close. It's not, I mean, Annabelle wasn't amazing, but Annabelle was a much more scary, interesting story than this movie. Did we see the same Annabelle? We saw the same Annabelle. <laughs> and I've seen the original Conjuring, and I will say Conjuring definitely is at the top of the list. Yeah, that's like the best by far. Um, I have not seen Conjuring 2, but if my understanding is correctly, that's where the nun first shows up. Right, that's her. And they had in the beginning of this movie, they had some flashback to that movie. They start like with a couple like scenes from yeah. Conjuring 2. Correct. As a whole, I don't think Conjuring 2 is very good. Um, no. It, it had some good scenes, but overall, like you were saying, it's like, ugh. Yeah. But kind of like in this movie, in one of my biggest criticisms of this film, the nun, the nun doesn't have a lot to do. I mean, she's around. There's a lot well, of nuns. This movie kind of, I feel like, tries to split between being like an atmospheric kind of Victorian style horror, but also like a modern jump scare horror that audiences want. And ultimately, it ends up doing neither extraordinarily well. But I, I think the half of it that is the atmospheric sort of creepy religious horror was like really good. I liked that. Like the I, imagery. You, you fucking nailed it, John. That's like, a, that is 100% accurate. And you know what? That's That's perfect. Because podcast over, <laughs> we're done. Right, Wrap we'll it up, boys. Um, no, so I mean, and that's and that's kind of what I was like. You know, I go, I go into these movies a taking your guys' advice of like, hey, let a lot of this shit go. Don't nitpick about the little things because hey, it's a horror movie. You're gonna have to deal with some of that. But also, um, you know, like oh, some of it starts out slow. Some of it tries to set these weird pacing and tones. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm gonna give it credit. And for the first third of this movie, I was completely on board with doing that. There was some very slow, boring pacing with it. But I was like, okay, cool. We're, we're building a war world. We're building a, a specific theme here. But that shit never pays off. And it's it's upsetting because the movie is shot beautifully. From yeah. start to finish, this movie looks great. The sets were amazing. The atmosphere was really solid. Yes. Um, but everything, all the meat on the bones is rotten. It's, at least in my opinion, there was so much about this movie that it was just like, Missed opportunity, missed opportunity. Why'd you even bother? And then you'd have some really cool stuff, and then it'd be like, well, the fuck, you just negated that by putting a bunch of garbage afterwards. I didn't like the fact there was holy relics. Uh, once they started introducing a jar with Jesus's blood in it as a holy hand grenade, I was like, okay, this is this is getting into Lord of the Rings territory for me. Yeah, that's a bit much, you know, but it fits in with if you buy into the the premise of the story this is like a medieval horror type like but it was set in 1952 right but it's which is, which is weird because it felt like it was like the end of the 18th it supposed to the be end the of the old, 19th century i was like supposed whoa to be the old world right old, it was in romania, romania in 50 so that's still pretty yeah it's old, before vatican ii you know just so. a heads up there are going to be mad spoilers mark just mentioned like holy relics so we've got spoilers oh yeah <laughs> 
But um, you heard it. You heard it here. <laughs> there's the spoiler horn. But no, um, we are going to talk about a lot of stuff at the end of this movie because I feel like that's where the movie falters yeah. the hardest. There's like Templars and the whole, you know, which was amazing. When yeah. the Templars ran in that scene, I was just like, "Ooh, I'm in." Yeah, I wrote cool. down this movie is the Mummy plus Jesus. Nah. No, I was waiting for the Scorpion King to show up. The Mummy was way more comedic. Now Brendan Fraser's outfit in the Mummy looks exactly like Frenchie's outfit in this. Like I think he just picked it up and was like, <laughs> "I'm wearing this," and they're like, "You can't." That's from another movie. He's like, "I'm wearing this." Because those are exactly the same, but I don't know if that's accurate, Mark. I feel like... I don't know. Whenever they were trying to summon and open up the portal to hell in the bottom chamber, I was like, this feels like the mummy. Uh, I think they were just trying to add some depth, and I do think it suffered a bit from prequelitis, right? Prequels, I think, like, everyone thinks they want a prequel, but they're always the worst in a series because you're trying to explain shit that really probably didn't have a lot of thought going into it. I think, you know... 10 years ago or however long ago they made The Conjuring 2, the nun was probably just someone that popped up for a scare and, you know, they... Well, that's what this felt like. Velik and and uh, for that particular movie, and they're like, well, let's go dig into that for a little bit, you Well, know? that's what it felt like. Is, I mean, you know, again, the whole point of this movie is like the origin story of that, that possessed nun character yeah. from The Conjuring 2. You get to see the origin of that and you get a little few hints that kind of indicate other characters in the Conjuring series that kind of their history is associated with like some of these earlier events. But the, everything that happens with the nun, I was like, I could not know any of this and it would not affect my movie experiences with anything else. Like, it's like you said, I don't even know if anybody wanted this. I think it's just something they were like, Hey, that's a connected story. We can kind of make some, some ends tie together, but honestly, none of it's necessary. None of it shapes any of our characters in the future. None of it has any bearing on the, the overall world that they've created with these multiple movies, the this, this cinematic universe, if you will. The connective tissue between this movie and The Conjuring is only laid bare at the very end of this film, and it's literally like a 30-second scene, and it's over. So without that video of yeah. the Frenchie character being possessed yeah. at the end, this does have zero ties. Yeah, so why even bother making this part of that thing? I mean, Money. I guess it's the character. And they picked a character who honestly was the least scariest thing in the movie. The nun character although kind of creepy, yeah. is the least scariest thing in this entire film. But it was the core of The Conjuring 2. The whole second half of The Conjuring 2 was essentially Oh, was it? Okay, the see, nun that's the thing is... And Velik or Varric? Whatever Varric. the person's name is. like The demon yeah, Varric. The whole second half of The Conjuring 2 is all that. Because isn't the nun spirit what kills um, the dude in Conjuring 2? Then, yeah. Well, she she sees visions of him getting killed. He doesn't actually die at the end of Conjuring. Oh, too. okay. Yeah, Stop those events. Oh, okay. So the, the the opening clips of this movie give you the impression that he died. In right. That that's movie. her. That's a vision she's seeing of him being impaled. Okay. So yeah. if you've never back. seen the Conjuring two, you're going to be a little confused about some of the uh, the other characters. Yeah. In viewing order, you would definitely want to watch the Conjuring two before this one, even though this one like chronologically comes before The Conjuring 2. But like I, Garrett said, that I don't know if that matters. Like, it's so distant from Conjuring 2, except for that last 30-second scene. You could watch it in its own. But point. I wonder... Right, you could watch it in its own, yeah. but you probably wouldn't get... Then you'd be, like, confused, like, oh, did that guy die? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know... That, like I was, you know? Yeah. And I think, honestly, I wonder if that would have changed my viewing experience at all. It still would not have been a good movie, but I wonder if that would have changed some of the stuff I was like confused about had Maybe. I seen The Conjuring 2 in advance. Because, again, this nun, the nun itself... Um, just a real quick breakdown. What it is, is there's this monastery out in the Romanian um, rural area, and they're housing some kind of evil, and the nuns there are keeping that shit at bay. One of them kills themselves. You're not sure why. The Vatican sends out a... um, an almost nun. She hasn't taken her vows yet, and they everyone says that like a million times in this movie. Oh, you haven't taken your vows. 
um, and a yeah, that was really weird paranormal also, priest who goes to investigate it. I didn't get anything out of the well. Rome or the Vatican always has a reason for sending out like a non. You know, uh, a non-official nun like that's never really well. They actually explain okay. that in the movie. Right, well, they said she visions. has visions, but yeah, and and the bishop who the but they the didn't sign off on that being true. Well, yeah, they the bishop, the guy who was there, is the guy who sent the paralegal or par- paranormal priest to go investigate, and he's like, "Hey, take this girl too," and he's like, "Why would?" She's like, why would they send me? And he's like, I don't know. She's like, do you know Bishop so-and-so? And he's like, yeah, he's the one that sent me. She's like, oh, so that's why. Bishop, the bishop knows that she'll be and able she to She wasn't even convinced what she was seeing was real. But it all did tie together. That's a good together. point. It's fucking bullshit. It tied it together at the end, though. It did, it did you, tie together, no, but it did uh, tie together well. It was messy at best. Because Mary she was like, way. I don't even, I, I, it may be a curse. I don't know what I'm seeing is real. I think I'm being tormented. Oh, I guess it's from God. Thank you, Jesus, for my visions. Oh, there's a lot of like last minute, <laughs> like, like well, I guess I should just do this. No, she had already decided it was from God when she went to become a nun. Well, she talked a lot of like she didn't believe that was true. And they can't, they, at the beginning, they kind of show a little bit of not doubt, but a little bit of questioning the faith in her character because she's talking to these like young girls who are yeah. in the, um, the nunnery. I don't know if it's a nunnery, this Catholic school, and she's teaching about dinosaurs, and they're like, Mother Superior says dinosaurs are a trick put here by God. And she's like, that's a pretty mean trick. See, I don't think that's true. And you're like, oh, she's going to question the whole faith. Yeah, I think they're like building her up to be like a free thinker or whatever yeah. to make her like conversion all the more like, when she oh, finally When okay. she finally accepts it on her own, yeah. like, oh, she's truly accepting this and not just kind of indoctrinated right. to it. Which we is can, actually a good point, John. Yeah. I mean, it, that's a character it, it doesn't hit home very well, but that's a very good point. I feel like if you have us sitting there next to you in this movie, you want to be like, okay, no, that's that's this. That would be much better. Because the movie does not explain the important things, but then will hammer you over the fucking head with the tiniest little piece of detail just to make sure the audience doesn't miss it. And it's something that was never going to be missed by anybody. Fair. Well, I don't know if you know how stupid people are. But. Well, the, the, I feel like this movie thinks its audience is dumb as shit. In, it, it's probably Because right. I left that movie feeling insulted. I was is like, this a PG-13 movie? It has to be. There is no blood or gore. There's a few scenes that you're right. It's not super gory, but it definitely is. I think it's rated R. I'm looking at it. It is rated R. It's an hour and 36 minutes. <laughs> they did and it not feels... make use of the rated R-ness. No, they really didn't. That's a good point. They're, the stuff that they show is kind of creepy looking. It's a little bit yeah. mildly gory. But the scariest things in this movie could have been easily PG-13. Yeah. We've seen almost as bad in Monster Squad. You yeah. Know? yeah, that's true. We saw Dracula get impaled, and that was. Do you wonder if because of the the heavy religious sacrilegious aspect of the gore, do you think they would have been like, oh, we want to really make sure we kind of separate this? I mean, I I'm know. I'm completely speculating. They here. like really you hammered home right. like we're gonna blaspheme all throughout this movie like right away. So I don't know that they cared about that. Oh, there's a line at the end of the movie where one of the characters is like, "Look, it's the blood of Jesus." Holy, it's holy. And the guy, and someone, Frenchie goes, Holy shit. And then the main priest goes, The holiest. And you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> that was like, stupid. that's the level of like insulting that this movie does at times where you're just like, Oh, you don't need to do this. You're better than this. Yeah. It could have been better than this. Um, all right. So, <laughs> as you said, we needed two investigators to go out on the behalf of the Vatican to find out what's happening. The nun committed suicide. Frenchie found the body, put it in a freezer of sorts. We put it downstairs in like a holding delivery room. An ice box, yeah. ice room. Yeah. Um, uh, and then... Th- oh, that's a good point. I didn't even realize that it was, it was cold in there. It was like kind of icy in there. 
Yeah, that's that what explains he said. so much. Okay, never. He mind. said he put it. That's where he puts the delivery, so it doesn't spoil for the nuns oh, to come get see, it. So it's a nice. And that's you know you, you'll notice this if you watch this movie. You're gonna miss a lot of stuff that you should have missed, but the movie just delivers things so blasé and boringly that I find myself like you said three things. And I'm like I didn't even catch that, and it wasn't hidden. It wasn't subtle. It was just like literally just like my mind just kind of shut off at times where it was like. Okay, I guess we're doing this now. It's probably why they have to repeat things a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> that should tell you something about your script, though, right there. <laughs> you know. So Frenchie brings uh, what is it, Father Burke, and I believe it's Indiana Jones. Is uh... <laughs> he did have a hat that looked oddly like an Indiana Jones hat, only black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was Father Burke and Sister Irene. He brought him to the cloister or the the nun house. That was a that was an abbey. They called it an abbey like fifty times, didn't they? Okay. See, the important things the movie doesn't beat me over the head with. So he takes him out to the abbey where the nun was found hanging and they go inside and and they meet Darth Zul nun. There's a big room with like four uh, giant like ceremonial caskets and a a dual sided like um, you could call it a throne. Yeah. And on the back side of it is a covered in black veiled figure which kind of looks nunnish, and then it starts talking like this, and it wants you to know that you shouldn't be here. The Abbey has a long history. Not all good. It's like, okay. Which, honestly, that was okay. It was actually creepy, it was effective, and I was willing to accept that 100%. Up until this point of the film, I was on board still. Everything up to this point, I'm still like, okay, let's see where this goes. Then Darth Nun is like... Listen, we're doing our vow of silence, so y'all need to skedaddle and uh, <laughs> <Skedaddle>. verbatim <laughs> skedaddle. And it's just over the night, like basically yeah. at night, they take a vow of Which silence and lock that hard everything down. Of a vow of silence, if they're sleeping through fucking half of it, it's yeah. like the easiest vow of silence. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna talk while I sleep. If but you talk in your sleep, does that like negate yeah. your vow of silence? Could be. Oh man, that's a real know. tough one. Nuns, hit us up. Let us know. Um, <laughs> Nuns, hit us up. That's going to be the subtitle for this fucking podcast. Um, and she's like, you know, we have a, a Abbey Hotel y'all could stay at, and <laughs> Abbey Hotel. <laughs> it's a little, an Abbey connected to the. It's like a. There is vacancy here yeah, at this hotel. Cloister, yeah. So they go. Some song is playing, which comes back for like five seconds later. And uh, the priest. Is it the didgeridoo song that continued to play throughout the movie? No, no it's the it's about, You Belong yeah, to Me. Something about pyramids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. But um, it is not that song. You know that song played several times, though, the little. The didgeridoo ooh. song, yeah. But that was actually, I think, chanting. I don't think that was didgeridoo. I think that was just like real low guttural kind of like throat chanting. Yeah. Cool. It was a didgeridoo. Move on. Okay. What you got, John? <laughs> um. So then yeah, that's when they talk and the uh, the lady, the nun, nun Irene is uh no, no, Irene <laughs> is um is like oh, I don't even remember how they got to it, but they're like I had visions and let's just call her Irene because I don't want to get confused with all the other nuns in this movie. All right. So Irene is like, Yeah, I had visions and they were all different, but I always remembered Mary points the way. And then the priest is like, That reminded me of something completely different. <laughs> oh yeah, and he goes on this. <laughs> it has t- nothing to do with just what you said, but there was a boy yeah. back in the day who I had to exercise. Which, to me, I was like, that. I'd rather see that movie about an exorcist priest traveling Europe in the middle of World War II. That could be a badass Yeah, film. that's the thing, is the stuff that was interesting was glossed over. But yeah, evidently he, through the exorcism process, a boy dies. I was about to accuse you of being very biased towards exorcist movies, because I know that's your thing. Yeah. But then when you said 
in the 1950s, World War II, whatever, whatever. I was like, that, I, that does sound like a better film. Thank you. Yeah. You're on <laughs> it. You're on it. And he's, yeah, so he was like, oh, I was, in, I was stationed in France in the war, and I, you know, came into this barn where there was a boy strapped up, and I was like, you're fucking possessed, so I'm going to depossess you. But then he somehow like hurts the boy and the boy dies and the Vatican and he's like, yeah, the Vatican thought it was a success. I didn't. So like all exorcist movie, the priest has a very shady, dark weight on him because there's not a single exorcist in the Catholic church. Don't have some shit in their past. It turns out. Um, Truth. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, let's go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And they go to bed and then that song, you belong to me plays on the radio and they get spooked separately. Yes, the yeah, somehow. What was it? Pre, what was the guy's name? Burke. Burke gets up, goes and looks at the radio, sees some figures, and then looks outside and thinks he sees Daniel, which was the young boy that he killed during the possession way back in the day. So immediately, of course, yeah. being the smartest person ever, runs outside in the middle of the fucking night. This next scene is some grade A horror logic. Like yes. it is so runs outside, goes into a graveyard, continues with a flashlight to follow this boy around, catching glimpses of him. Then the boy jumps out at him and a snake shoots out of the boy's mouth and scares Father Burke and he falls into a coffin which closes and then he's buried alive. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. That was actually I thought that was pretty cool. Visually it yeah. looked amazing and fuck I hate snakes yeah. so much. I there's so much snake in this movie and that they I was filmed not it, a fan of. It was of. very claustrophobic. Like I yes. thought they did a good job of that. Also, snake, devil, Adam and Eve Pretty over the head religious. Imagery. Well, they also later on they actually Varric is the demon that they're talking about, yeah. and Varric's one of his subtitles is like the ruler of snakes or serpents. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? The snakes definitely play into this specific demon, but um, so he falls in, gets buried alive, and then we smash cut to um, Irene. Irene, and she's like waking up from a nap and is like well rested. Yeah, and she's like, huh, some weird shit's going on around here. And then she like, I guess, follows a nun into a chapel. And that this scene was pretty cool. So she walks into the chapel and there's like a shadow of a of like a habit, you know, and the nun and it's slowly walking somewhere. And Irene's just like, huh, I'm gonna follow this thing. The whole yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna look yeah. at you the whole time. Very slow pan, and she panned with it very slowly until it gets to a mirror, and then the nun uh like turns, and of course. Irene looks behind her. There's nobody behind her. She looks back and, oh, jump scare. That This movie does this a lot. Yeah. A lot of it's behind you. No, it's not. Now it's in front of you. And a slow turn pan to and reveal what's there. And it's, oh, it's not there. But, oh, surprise, it's where you just were. You're, this movie is 90% pointless jump scare. It's a yeah. lot of televised. I don't know about 90%. But, yeah, there's, I mean, like I said, it's a modern horror movie in the sense that if you don't have jump scares in modern horror movies, people are like, what the fuck am I watching? And that's very true. And you know what? You... Um, you have to, um, Cargill wrote something on Twitter where he was like, you know, if you don't put a few jump scares every X amount of yep. time, the audience does legitimately feel gypped. And, you know, I, I thought about that because I'm not a fan of jump scares. And I thought about that because I was like, that's very true. And even though I don't like them, I would be kind of like felt like something was missing from a horror movie if I didn't have it see at least one jump scare. Yeah. So again, it's a it's a tough balance. Horror is one of those really right. qu like really fickle. Where you end things. up with a movie like Crimson Peak, which is like the slowest of slow burns. I don't know if y'all saw that one. Yet. I've been one too. I haven't seen it yet. It, very very high, seventy two percent of Rotten Tomato. I wonder what the audience score is. I bet it's very very low because it is like no 
jump scares at all and it's kind of boring but i actually liked it but it is yeah, it's no. very like the others right where it's is like, it like the witch kind of 72 percent rotten t- uh t- for critics 55 percent audience see that's a good thing it, it clearly that the, the audience wants something different than what people who critically are looking at these movies are right. but again doesn't mean there's not a balance to be struck So we're at the chapel, mm-hmm. right? She sees, she gets scared. She runs outside. And then she hears the she bell. She runs outside, which again was like, fucking why? Quit running out in the middle of the well, she's dark. she's trapped in this chapel. So she had nowhere to go but outside. But then, yeah, to your point, she hears this bell and she's like, father? Explain like, the bell. Oh, right. Good point. We skipped over that. Earlier, they come across a cemetery and a bell's just sort of... Well, they bury the nun. They bury the nun that Frenchie took down that hung herself. Yeah, yeah. And when they right. first find the the corpse, he was like, um, hold up, motherfuckers. That corpse was laying down when I left it, and it was sitting upright when they, they right. found it. And then Father Skeptical is like, yeah, well, you know, corpses can twitch sometimes. Yeah, they twitch from laying down. Let's sit bury up. it. So they go bury it. <laughs> that guy was so blasé for a... A priest sent to find you know, miracles. One thing He's I like, did oh, yes, notice things twitch. That I, uh, like that I picked up at the end of the movie, he never prays. Or he, like, if you, that whole movie, only the sister prays. Mm-hmm. He never says a single prayer except, well, I guess that one time with the near the end, but before that, he well, doesn't he's pray the, at when all. He's given the eulogies. Oh, or yeah. He, he does yeah. a little, the quick, the Lord's Prayer. Um, but other than that, you're right. He doesn't yes. seem to have a lot of faith himself. I wonder if that's a thread they decided not to jump into. Very possible. It would be. Like every other exorcist movie. Of course, oh, you know, there. the crisis of yeah. faith, you know. Like, so anyway, as they bury the nun's body from earlier, they look at the other graves and the bell is dingling on one of them and uh, Priest Burke explains to Irene, oh, during the plague, if you got buried alive, they would put a little bell if you were lucky and you could ring it being like, hey, I'm not dead, motherfuckers, let I'm me not out. not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, apparently it happens so frequently that they had to install bells on every tombstone with a string that would go down into the coffin and if yeah. you woke up like fucking what's going on i'm buried alive just start ringing the bell in Jesus. hopes that there's someone there to hear you i was just taking a nap yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next thing i know um yeah so he's ringing this bell and she's father, like father burke father burke cut yeah. back to the scene where irene runs outside at night and she hears the bell and the world's biggest jump of logic she's like that is the priest yeah it doesn't make any sense she's she just got scared from the chapel she hears a bell and she yells father and then beelines to the fucking oh she's still you're talking about when she's still in the building to get outside beelines to the graveyard and that's when the fucking spirits like got you what now bitch and then she's like don't worry (laughs) they're doing it to kind of confuse her and it also that's a very creepy scene though where all the bells start like ringing and you're like there's no way everyone in this graveyard is alive still so So, i'm sorry i i this is where the movie lost me was her using her jedi mind trick to find out which one he's in because it it like zooms in on her face everything starts to go cloudy and she's like focusing really hard squinting her eyes and then bing 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 i know which one it is it would have been more effective if jesus popped up and just pointed it he's like he's in here it's like buddy christ buddy he's, he's over here <laughs> this is where he is like i don't know this it was so stupid i had I trouble agree. getting past it that part was dumb but well a creepy part is the headstone had it was saying His you know name father anthony burke which they never by the way mentioned but it is they like there's show no foreshadowing yeah. so it's just kind of what, what's his it. name on it when she started digging him up they don't show yeah. it again, but I they think don't it show was. it again. But okay. yes. I thought maybe that was just a hallucination he saw when he was well, no, because remember he falls into it. He right, so it was like an external. audience. He doesn't see oh, it, yeah. so the audience okay. sees it. So, so that was just for our benefit. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was creepy. It definitely was creepy. Like again, there's a lot of really good visual stuff, and then like they just they pay it off so poorly. So to this point, she finds out after using her Jedi mind trick which grave he's in. 
she immediately goes and grabs a shovel and with the and nothing women you can do anything you put your mind to but the way she was shoveling this dirt would have taken her six hours to get yeah. to where the fucking casket it was, was all arms she was not using her legs man she would have tired she, out like, so she, fast. she might as well have just been patting the dirt with the shovel like she would have been more right. effective but somehow in like three minutes she digs six feet of dirt up in a perfect coffin shaped hole mm-hmm. one person with one shovel while on the inside Burke is there was being attacked by <laughs> there was two sets of footprints Oh and one set was Jesus's. Here we go. Oh, Here well, we I, thought, go. I thought you had actually saw no, something. No, Mark's just being an asshole. Was, so, and then, yeah, in the coffin, this was, I also thought, a good scene, even though I don't know that I would have used a lighter in a wooden coffin. Well, that the thing, he, he lights a lighter, and I was like, you're in a fucking wooden box, bro. Not the yeah, time or place. Doing? Also, what does he need to see? There's nothing well, in there. I think he was hearing, he started hearing sounds all around the Yeah, coffin. he started hearing things like scratching on the outside of the coffin. So he was like, well, let me just go ahead and take a look in this tiny box. First off, you'd feel anything that close to you inside right. this box. I don't fault the scared logic of him wanting to light the lighter. But at the yeah. same time, the last thing you want is for this box to burn. You know what? Now that I think about it, how are we uh, movie logic? The whole <laughs> no, thing, no, no. Finish your thought. I want to hear it. The coffin should have been pitch black. But when we see inside the coffin, we can clearly see him ringing that fucking string that's movie that's movie yeah. 101 you we gotta, gotta be, we go. gotta be able to see the scene right yeah, yeah. so I, I caught myself you forced me to continue <laughs> i want to hear it that's I on want. mark that's on, i just want to hear you out. you're that's good <laughs> but yeah so then he's panicking and he's pulling that fucking string somebody And the bell's not making a noise yeah. anymore, which is really creepy. So he starts freaking out more. At that point, what, hands like pop out the side of the yeah, coffin? Like, I don't know what her plan was. I, I don't know what the nun's plan, what the scary nun's plan was for any of this. Because, Mark, you mentioned this in the car on the way over here. This nun goes out of its way to not actually kill anybody. Oh, so it's many all like accidental deaths. Yeah, it's just like, it's kind of like, I'll just well, fuck with you guys. Well, she kills a lot of people off screen, right? Because she killed the whole cloister. For a rated R movie, I should have seen it. Right, I agree. <laughs> That's why I thought it was PG-13. Yeah. Show, don't tell. So she like tickles the priest. She's like, <laughs> she's like tickly, tickle tickly, fight. tickly, tickly. <laughs> Quit so, it, no. Yeah. And to be fair, he's freaking out. Yeah, he's like, I'm very ticklish, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and so then she saves, you know, Irene saves. Irene the, managed to hit the yeah, top of the, the casket. Saves the priest. Well, she cuts through the coffin and the shovel goes right up to his nose. Of course. Like it's going to stab him like in the he face. he was so but close to just, losing his nose. Yeah. Which I don't know what, her why she was doing that that doesn't yeah well the thing is i thought i thought maybe there was still a lot of dirt on top of the top so she was just going to try to break it and maybe he could like push it open like break some of the wood but But she was also standing on it But that's the thing is yes you cut to her pov you cut to like her on top of the coffin and it is blank there's no dirt on top of this coffin lid it's just her like she cut like you said a perfectly square hole around this coffin in a matter of like two to three minutes and it was like, there's no fucking way. Right. And, and I can she, let a lot of things go, but there was, was like, the way she was digging, I was like, there's no way. And then she's like, how'd you get down here? And he's like, there's some fucking evil shit going on around here. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that is a fair response. There's yeah. some evil shit. I don't want to get into it. And then they're like, I'm tired. Let's go back to bed. Yeah. They blow it off like, well, I guess we'll wait till morning to figure this out. And it's like, no, assholes, you leave now. You survive night one. Let's see what happens on night two. Yeah. You know, I I think it would have been more effective if there was no dirt on the coffin and he was just laying in there and she's like, 
and it was all in his mind like he couldn't lift it up because he thought it was covered but it actually wasn't it's not even nailed on you're just in here see that's this is what i'm talking about that would have been cool but then it would have been more of a psychological horror i think that would have been more that's fine but But throughout this movie they're showing her as very physical like physical being with extraordinary powers i don't think they really knew what they wanted on that because there's a lot of psychological moments that basically become physical moments out of nowhere and you're like well what is it supposed to be because um, one of the things that we mentioned was, um, as this is going on the next day, the reason they stay overnight is because the, the emperor Palpatine nun was like, you can talk to the nuns the next day in the morning. Yeah. And so they're going to wait and to actually talk to the nuns. So morning comes and then the priest is like, I'm going to go research. Oh, when he breaks out of the coffin, they look back inside and there's a dead like a corpse with a bunch of like tomes. They look like fucking like magical D and D books. And he's like, those have answers. Like immediately just knowing like, okay, those are going to have the answers I want. So he, the next morning, goes and researches what's in these books well, while she goes and talks to the once nuns. Once again, so calm, right? The next morning, they're like, as requested, you know, we're here now. Yeah, and why, why was it like... Did you know some crazy shit just went down and I had to unbury yeah. the priest I'm with, right? This is like some emergency level shit, right? You'd think they'd yeah, be like... call somebody. Yeah. Let me get back to... Well, they can't... Send, send a carrier pigeon. Yeah. Something. <laughs> you know? Um, so what is, what is our, our duo's main goal here? Is to investigate the death of a nun and determine, is it holy? Yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, that was um, Father Burke's... Um, whole thing. He was supposed to go find out is is this site still a holy site or has it been taken over I think over after by night evil? one we have our answer. Oh, agreed. He did not need to go as right. long as they did. But maybe he was like, I gotta check on the well-being of all these nuns. I think he was distracted by those books. He's a real bookworm, you guys. Well, <laughs> now he's he's like, he's got a real thirst for knowledge. I like how he had the book so he can't go into the, the abbey because it's a cloistered abbey. No men allowed. So he's like, alright, uh, nun who everyone's gonna tell you you didn't take your vows. Go investigate some shit. I'm Which gonna they s- all know. Right away. Like, was it because of her vestments? It was because she was wearing like she was all wearing white. A different color? Yeah. Okay. I think it was kind of like they could also just smell it on her. It seemed like they're like, mm, well, Darth, you haven't taken your vows yet, have you? Darth Zulna knew immediately. Right. And that She was in normal, normal clothes. She had no identifying factor yeah. that she was yeah. a nun. So that freaked her out. And that was like clue one that this person was already dead as if the terrible voice and the fact that you didn't see her face, but you saw everyone else's face wasn't enough clues. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so they send her off to fucking go do some creepy shit. And then father, whatever his name is, sets Burke. up his books. So there's four books. So he's looking at all four of them. And it looks like he's like reading all of them at once. And he'll like look at one and then it'll line up with the picture on another one. It's like. Nobody reads books that way, bro. You're going to go one at a time. Honestly, though, I'm going to cut that slack. Visually, it was a very great information great. dump, and it really was atmospherically creepy. It gave you this... And so he's learning about the demon right. that may inhabit this it area. It reminded and it's me of Diablo 3, of how Deckard Cain reads all of his books for our gamers out there. Stay a while and listen. That was what it reminded me of so much. I was going to say it reminded me of our ring movie wherever the woman went to the library and was digging through the internet oh, and sh- the microfiche. Yeah. yeah. I mean, admittedly, atmosphere, so far, man, the atmosphere to me, I'm like totally bought in, right? I'm like, I love the way this That's movie the thing looks. thing is, like, there's so many elements in the movie that I'm like, I like what you're doing here, but again, you're talking down to me like I'm stupid. And then a lot of these jump scares just were so punctuated with stupidity. Oh, yeah. The jump scares are telegraphed like crazy and easily avoidable. The atmosphere is amazing. The whole premise of this movie is very good. I agree. The problem is, though, is like they the story, the writers don't treat you as if you're along for the journey. They treat you as if they're having to like explain how to fucking go to the bathroom. They're like, 
Now you go in and it's like, yeah, no, I got it. I've done this before. And it's think, like, okay, but before we go, you, it's like, oh, dude, come on. But if you think the audience for this movie are 14-year-olds who snuck into it, then it makes sense. <laughs> but there's also another thing they do that really is annoying is there's so many red herrings and not just kind of like M. Night Shyamalan red herring type stuff, but like really like what you just saw, was that real or was it not real? And they do that so often, you don't really know what's real anymore and you're like, Okay, well, tell me, do I need to care about this or not? I kind of liked it. It was disorienting. I dug that part, to be Okay, honest. all right. I, I dug that one. Again, I'm giving you a lot of leeway on this because I didn't enjoy a lot of this, but you know what? Again, I'm very perceptive when I watch movies. Like, I'll look for details and stuff. Yeah. So, like, this was, I wouldn't say quite as insulting as Mark thinks it was, <laughs> but it definitely was, like, a little bit too heavy-handed. And that was really confusing to me. So then they send this. So then Sister Irene is like, right, I'm going to go check in on this nurse. She sees the nur- like, nurses. They're nuns. They're not nurses. There's no <laughs> nurses in this movie. She sees a nun like through the corner of her eye. And she's like, yo, hold up. And that nun's like, I got places to be. So she fucking nuns her way into a church. And, um, and somehow nuns her way into a church. <laughs> yeah. None the verb. Explain yeah. it to me now. Well, <laughs> apparently what it is, is you, you hustle really quickly when someone says, Hey, can you hang on? And really rudely. And you don't look back and say, I got to go pray. Otherwise a demon will escape. Um, but she hustles in the a little chapel and then she starts doing, um, uh, her hail Marys in Latin and you, you got to keep up the adoration, right? That's a big thing now that you learn about that for 700 years, they've been uh, going to be yeah, 700 it's, years it's now, five, it's 600 a, it's about, years back then. Yeah, it's about 500 years. And they said that um, someone has continually prayed nonstop yeah. to keep the evil at bay. So they take shifts. So as one person's ending their prayers, another person starts, and they just kind of keep, keep the war of protection going at yeah. all times via prayer. Thoughts and But prayers. they only say that one prayer, which, I mean... All right, I guess the Hail Mary's a pretty Keep it simple, man. Keep prayer. it simple. But you think you'd throw in like an Our Father or something, but no, no, they're stuck on that one. So They don't need the patriarchy. <laughs> now, let me stop you right here and yeah. say something. We find out through M. Night Shyamalan means that this is the sixth sense of nuns. They're all dead. Yeah, That's later, though. So, we, yeah. find that, we find right. that out much later. Way to jump way to the, the I know, twist. But what the whole point of them praying to keep away the evil, like, they're dead. What right. does it matter? Maybe... So one thing, when you watch a lot of exorcist movies, you find out that God, kind of a dick, the devil works right to the point. If he wants to fuck you up, he's going to fuck you up. God is like, I'm going to make a leaf fucking twiggle over here to make you hopefully God's the final together. destination of <laughs> yeah. like plans. <laughs> like the devil, right to the point. God makes you jump through about 72 hoops to help you. Wow, are, that's are a you bold saying state. the nuns are there by power of Jesus? I think it's a mix. I do because the nuns. You do, yeah. I mean, there's no. The movie doesn't tell you this, but here's how I, what I sort of piece together. Right, now remember that right there. The movie doesn't tell you this, and this is probably going to be key. Is that okay? She's walking through this stuff. She's talking to legitimate spirits, right? They're holy spirits, so they're trying to help where they can um, within the little box that God sort of puts His helpers in. Um, and so they're piecing, they're telling you, all right, hey, this used to be a, you know, this castle was like a some evil duke or baron or king or whatever, got tricked into releasing a demon, then the Templars came in and fucked his shit up, and then they had to use Jesus' blood to close a hole, BT dubs, we should never stop praying, or that whole thing doesn't work. 
So it's more like they kind of taped the hole together. They didn't really close it. Yeah, they're kind of like like they're holding okay. it. They're holding the, the the evil back the best they can. And then yeah, so then like Mark and said, to be they're fair, all dead. But they are they are all dead. But to be fair, they do. And I'm gonna I gotta hate the fact that I'm like remembering something that's gonna defend this movie. But um, they she when she's giving her history to Father Burke at the beginning, she does say that her father thought she was crazy because she would see spirits. And talk to like otherworldly things on the regular. True. And so maybe she was just talking to the otherworldly spirits, which just happened to be the nuns of this place that were killed. Cause they're like, hey, we're dead, but we're still gonna try to help you. So they were using her as the vessel to do that. And then I think it's just revealed later on, like, oh my God, it was all in your head, you crazy lady. But it wasn't all in her head. I never assumed that those nuns were good. Well, they had to be good because, well, at least one of them. Because half the time they're very, evil. But that was very confusing, yes, because the movie does not clearly make a distinction between which nuns are good, which nuns are playing games, which nuns are evil. Other than the like the creepy, creepy looking nun, I think they leave you're it all for like you kind to of decide. like. But that's the thing that was like we don't need to decide that. Well, half okay, so you can't have it both ways, right? First, the complaint is this movie tells me way too much. It's too obvious. It beats no, me no, over no, the no. head. No, 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 you're, you're twisting this. You are twisting this. They didn't this. tell me enough about are the nuns evil or the nuns not evil. No, I mean, we've we've said they out. tell us the wrong information. They don't tell us the information we need. But they fucking like. I think it's it. pretty obvious to me when I was watching it. It was pretty obvious that the younger nun who told the story and then like you know. Um, Irene goes to bed and she sees a vision and she ends up down in this hallway where Varric is and then that young nun again saves her, right? Pulls her into a hole and says, you have to go pray, you have to go pray. And she's like, all right, I'm gonna fucking go pray, relax, chill, pump your brakes. Um, and so then she goes prays. Like, that's definitely a, a helping spirit. Yes, but again, we don't we don't ever know if she's she is helping there, but they also give hints and inclinations earlier that like maybe they're not there to help, maybe they are doing something sneaky on the bad side so again you never really know who to root for other than like your two main characters well they give the hint that this is a good nun when she sees the other are nun. you a good nun or a bad nun well, she sees the other nun right and then she goes to close the door she's like they don't want me talking to you and then the other nun comes and opens it right and and, and that nun's like staring like, daggers at him and i'm like right. well is she an evil nun too like again it's so confusing there's so many nuns in this movie <laughs> I thought it wasn't that confusing, but fair maybe, enough. Maybe Apparently that's, needs to maybe be that's a fault that's on on my part for not picking up on there was good helping spirits here. I just thought it was ever no, there was like, definitely good helping spirits, and that yeah. was that was relayed pretty well by like the fact that they were helping her do the things. But it, it's very ass backwards. Like it's like you said, the good spirits, God's side, yeah. was very just kind of lackadaisically making them run through hoops as opposed to being like go to point B. That's a style, That'll take though. care of this. Go get my relic and seal this shit. No. Why don't you go do these nine things? And then when we finally Bro, fail at those, I don't. I don't want you, know. you to justify this with God's <laughs> way of making a leaf blow in the wind. That's how JC does it, you. bro. No. <laughs> this is not a time for that nonsense. It's time to be that direct. Nonsense. Oh. <laughs> I'm time, sorry, people. I'm it's going It's time home. to be direct. All, I'm sorry. All Exorcist movies feel that way. Whenever you see things like um, Eddie's end of the world Armageddon things like the omen, right? Where the, the set of the devil is going to come back and the whole universe is going to end or all of these movies. I mean, yeah, you think this would be the time for a little lightning bolt and thunder fucking God action, right? But he doesn't play that way. But anyway. I also would like to add, in my defense, we had the fucking waiter showing up at the very moment where the nun was going to throw herself out the window at the beginning. Dude, so I missed a lot of what the fuck was happening at this the This was be- like beginning. the worst experience I ever had at the Alamo. The two fucking yeah, ladies next to me were just chitter-chattering the whole goddamn time. 
It's like, oh, good lord. The girl next to uh, next to uh, the person I sit next to was like also like, oh, my, oh my, hey, hey, every hey, time hey. something like, happened, they'd be like, oh, oh my god. It's like, oh Jesus, you're one of these people. Okay, <laughs> this is we're in for a fucking roller coaster, buddy. To be fair, I, there there is a scene. So so basically, Father Burke gets trapped in the room that he was doing research in. The gate closes, and Father Burke's like, this is some weird shit. And then he hears Daniel, the boy that he exercised, and. He's like, oh, Daniel, are you in this confession booth somehow? He opens it, and there's nobody in there. And then he- I want this movie to be that. He doesn't actually say this. He never, I would look, Daniel, where is Daniel? I'm That's, following Daniel around the cloister. How he acts. It's so dumb, right? And then he, then he hears the voice again, and he's like, oh, you're on the other side of the confession booth. So then he fucking opens that door, and he's like, fooled me again. This is like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a Scooby-Doo fucking episode, all right? That is a good analysis. The end of this movie is like a Scooby-Doo episode that eventually goes off the fucking rails. And so then, you know, Darth Nunn just shows up and he doesn't find this weird at all. And he's like, you know, some weird shit's going on around here. Do you know this? And she's like, JK, I'm fucking dead. And she's like, you shouldn't have been here And then her pendant starts glowing. Yeah, that part was. And so then he's like, oh, I should take off her, her little face mask. Her veil. Yeah. And then she grabs his hand and he like breaks it off and then she disappears. Ooh. And the hand is still laying there, but it's like a dead corpse hand. So clearly she was dead the whole time. Surprise. Like we didn't fucking already know this. And so then meanwhile, Sister Irene, she's praying all right, and then she um, she walks into the chapel. She sees a nurse, uh, a nurse. God, I keep saying you that. You really want them to be nurses. <laughs> It'd be a really different movie. She sees a nun praying and a dead nun, and she's like, oh, that's the nun that saved me. Shit, I better start praying. Then she starts praying, and then a whole fleet of nuns come in. And, and they're it, like marching. It was like making, making it, marching sounds. It made sounds. me think of, here comes the nuns from uh, uh, that Mel Brooks movie. Here comes the nuns. <laughs> here, that's what I thought. How we do it, and it converts today. Not a one. Nay, nay, nay. We've flattened their fingers. We've branded their buns. Nothing is working. Send in the nuns. And they just march in. They seal the door. Then they all start praying. And um, and, and she's like, yo, no matter what you do, just keep praying. Don't look back. And so then the spirit comes and he's like, get the fuck out of here, nuns. The nuns come in in mass, like you said. Yeah. They all start praying and they do say... Regardless of what happens, never stop praying here. Let's keep going. We need to pray now. And whatever happens, whatever you may see or hear, keep your eyes forward and don't stop praying. The evil spirit comes in this room. Uh, You don't see it, but he knocks the nuns away like in this forced blast. He shoots them against the wall and against furniture. Messing them up. That was crazy looking where they yeah. all like smash against stuff. Which and made like, me think this prayer is a waste of fucking time because he just wrecked all of y'all. But Irene uh, doesn't uh, move. Uh, I, objection, Your Honor. They <laughs> say only prayer will get us through the night. Yeah, it didn't but work. It's, it's worked great so far. Because he fucked them all up. Except Irene, dead. though. She does, not, she does not move. <laughs> right. She does not get affected by this thing, which makes sense because she's the only one that's not dead. Ooh. It's there to fuck with her mind and test. Was, so that's what I was wondering. Is that God testing her faith right there? No, that's Or is that Varric actually fucking stuff because up? Because he rips open her, her habit and like carves a pentagram. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was like, if they if they strip this nun while she's praying in front of this altar, this is going to get really weird well, really thought, quick. It would have been better if like he started carving Metallica on her back. Metallica <laughs> rules. <laughs> I, well, it starts out with like a V. I legitimately thought he was going to write his name. I thought he was going to write his name too. I was like, if this dude spells his own name, then fucking I'm out. Varric was here. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen, but he just marks a pentagram But it's on a her. pentagram, And this yeah. whole time, you know, she's praying. Do you not feel like a, like a, 
a feeling of clicheness in a lot of this. Everything the in this movie was cliche. The last 20 minutes, I didn't like. I, re- I okay. liked this movie up until about the last, like, starting essentially and here. And maybe I'm letting the 20 minutes, like, color the rest of my experience of the film. Because you are. Because I was rolling yeah. my eyes and, like, scoffing through the I last 20 minutes of the movie. I was up until essentially this part, right? So... It is... I, I, hold on, interject. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly the part when you and me, Mark, started looking at each other and throwing up our hands in disgust every time someone started doing something stupid. So I think you're right. I think this was the moment where both you and I, like, completely checked out. We're like, fuck this movie. Yeah. yeah, the movie does get dumb from here, right? So then the priest, he sees the delivery door and remembers, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't just remember. He looks down at a crossword puzzle that says deliveries, <laughs> oh, and then he looks at the door and it says deliveries, and he's like, oh, I should go through yeah. here. I are a dumb audience. One and one <laughs> is two. And then he immediately makes a stupid decision. He's almost free. He could go get help or whatever. But then he sees the like a bell from one of the graveyards, and he's like, I should, f-. and it, it's and like falls- a it like E.T. with a piece of candy. Like he follows it like, ooh, look at the shiny. And it's like, you dumb like shit. Like a laser, a laser pin with a cat. Yeah, yes. You don't think that this is clearly something like demonic or messed up like everything so, else has been happening here? No, he just follows it like, who cool, check He's this like out. Mika level dumb. So dumb, okay? And that's a paranormal activity yes. reference for all you haven't seen that And movie. so they start pulling this fucking, this bell. On a and, string. Yeah, like a cat. He's like, I'm gonna have to get closer. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for him to start pawing at it. Bing, yeah. bing, 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 bing. And then he gets to like a frozen well and he's like, hmm, there's dust on this ice. And he starts like fucking just pushing away the dirt for no reason. And then a zombie pops up. It's the nun corpse from the, earlier in the movie. Ah. The one that hung herself, like the one that they buried. I did it's, not piece that together. See, they, it, it just looked like the, a black zombie corpse yeah. thing. I wasn't sure what it was. It looked, it looked really fucked up because I remember the face looks exactly the same as when they first found the frozen corpse ah. in that room. It pops out of the ice. Okay, and this is the part right here that drove me nuts. So real quick, a little piece of side information. Earlier in the movie, the first night they stay there, they're like, yo, Frenchie, you can't stay here because you're not part of the cloth, so you got to go. So Frenchie hauls it at out of there after getting attacked on his way out. So Frenchie's back in town. At this point, though, cut back to Burke being attacked by the ice zombie nun, and he stumbles he doesn't throw a punch. He backs up like a fucking yeah. five-year-old scared kitten. Doesn't pray. Doesn't go for his crucifix. Does nothing. He's just like, he's well, the most, guess I'm going to die. He is the most uneffective human male I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. And the moment like he's about to get attacked by the frozen nun, Frenchie shows up out of nowhere with a gun and smashes it upside the face and knocks its head off. And then Burke's like, Thank you so much. Yeah. He's like, next time use the fucking shotgun. And he's like, dude, I just saved your life. Why don't you Yeah, he's real indignant down? for a man who basically is going to like shrivel up and die yeah. in a, a pool of piss. And so well, he's now, like, shotguns for a really important yeah. emergency. So now Mr. Comic Relief is here. So it's, you yep. know, extraordinary information. Um, <laughs> and for, like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, he's like, I'm not just French. I'm French Canadian. Oh, he tells us that at the beginning of the yeah. film. <laughs> what was it? Um, no, uh, Bert goes, it's Jesus Christ. Bert no, says something when he, about, he's when he's. I think what you're thinking of is when he's trying to describe the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, he goes. It's the blood of Christ, and he goes. G, and French, he goes. Jesus Christ, and it's like, who else do you think it's going <laughs> to fucking be? You're literally in a nun, not no, a no, monastery. Steve Christ. It's Steve Christ's blood. <laughs> yeah, you're literally <laughs> talking about part. a fucking holy relic. You're in a fucking monastery, or you know whatever the nun place is. You've got nuns all around you. You're talking about heaven and hell, and he's like. Jesus Christ? Like, there was another Christ that might apply to this situation. It drove me... Fu- That's the kind of level of the stuff they chose to put in the script, and I'm like, why would you even say that? I wonder if this movie had, like, some second punch-ups, or, like, we need to put some 
comedy. You think Pat Oswalt took a pass at the script <laughs> just to like you know throw a few things in, make him question oh. the Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I I do th- I mean Frenchie could have not been in that movie and except for the connecting tissue to the Conjuring universe it would have been better probably I will agree with you he did not need to be there he definitely was a, a bit of a love interest slash comedic, kind of yeah. comedic thing well he had to carry the shotgun that was going to save us at certain points in the movie where we needed saving I'm just saying we could have had an animated the squirrel come in could have done all that and yeah. maybe he wouldn't have been Mika oh and that's the thing is you know what you, it would even also give it to the priest like giving away to more modern methods as opposed to religious methods makes, yeah. distancing himself even further from his faith yeah I just, I just wanted to mention that because that shit drove me nuts when he said that I was like oh fuck you Frenchie the yeah, priest good. should have had a crossbow in all that fucking luggage that he was loading around he's going in the middle of fucking nowhere and he's got three big pieces of luggage that don't seemingly have anything in them you really want this priest to be Van Helsing, I don't do. you? <laughs> it was a castle fit for Dracula. It was great, That's true. man. Uh, and so then they somehow get into I, this part. They just sort of cut right. So they're in the delivery room, and it somehow lets them get into the rest of the abbey. Because then so, they're knocking yeah, so, on the door. He goes to save the the nun, and the nun uh, Irene, and she hears a banging on the door. And because she can trust all her senses, she's like, "That's the priest. I should stop what I'm doing and go help him." And she thinks a whole, you know, some of the nuns recovered and they restarted praying. And so she goes and opens the door, and she's like, "Yo, we've all been praying in here. Where you been?" And he's like, "Dude, there's nobody here." And she's like, oh, shit. And that's the big reveal that I sorry I gave you earlier. But yeah, that's when you find out the nuns were dead the whole time. Yeah. And he's like, look, I read in Wikipedia that we got to go seal this fucking portal. How do you get to Wikipedia in 1952? Well, it's in four tomes that you can only find in a grave that you get trapped in. There. Okay. It's pretty complicated to look yeah. up information back then. Uh, and that's when they. So, oh my God, dude. I okay, really okay, thought take the a movie breath. Take a breath, open. John. Take a breath. I was so happy. I was like, oh, good. Yes. So, you thought, I, honestly, I thought that was the end of the movie, too. Yeah. But the corpse of one of the nuns that was laying there earlier that um, Irene had seen in her yeah. vision along with the other nuns, she pulls back the sheet and it's a corpse that's been like there for clearly like 50, 60 years or whatever. She's like, <gasps> and then it wakes up and Reveal. stabs Father Burke, what I thought was in the dick. <laughs> I thought they stabbed him in the dick and I was like, I oh, that's a terrible way to go. Being stabbed by a crucifix by a dead nun in the yeah. dick. So basically that nun comes to life, meaning Varric is still possessing this nun body and still attacking everyone. At this point, what is the nun, the nun comes up? Yeah, so then he's like, "Oh, it? get my cro- get my cross and put holy water on it." And then he like exercises it. The nun catches on fire, but she like doesn't disappear. She's still, just yet. she's still like coming yeah. at them on. Then Frenchy shoots it, and he's like, "I thought that was an emergency." And the whole theater didn't laugh because it wasn't funny. No, they thought it would be though. They really did. But then Frenchy's like, "We should get the fuck out of here," and right. they're like, "No, no, bro, we got to go down and, and, and seal in was, the evil." Yeah, he was like, "Looks like your mission's fucking over. This place is evil as fuck." Go tell the Vatican. And, and I was that like, concludes this episode of Is yes. This Holy? I was like, roll credits? Great. Movie's over. Right into the sunset. And then the no. priest was like, now we're going to have to keep it going for 30 more minutes. We've well, got a time to reach. There, well, the there's, like room, a, yeah. there's a dark dungeon section of the Abbey that's resplendent with crosses. Just like, it looks like a cross Oh, shot. God was overcompensating yeah, with yeah. as many crosses that were in these hallways. It's, it's like, hey, you want a cross forty nine ninety five? Here's some cross. You want a cross for thirty nine ninety five? <laughs> this is this section down here is our bargain. Yeah. Midsection of crosses ready for you for 19. All right, that might be really offensive, Mark. We want to tone that due to a shipping error. I'm currently overstocked with crosses, (laughs) and I'm passing the savings on to you. 
My, okay. my misfortune is your fortune. Come on down to Cross Central. We're ready oh, to get you stocked man. up on your crosses. Yeah, there's uh, so many crosses, like literally littered <laughs> along the hallways. It's a, it's a hallway leading to a door that says God ends here Wait, in which Latin. Would have been way more of an impressive reveal if they didn't tell us that at the very fucking beginning of the movie. There's a door and they put a subtitle that says God ends here. And then at the end of the movie, the priest is like, God ends here. Like he reads it as reveal? if we're supposed to like oh. know. Bur- Burke and Irene, Irene through her visions and Burke through his research, both yeah. realize that the evil is still downstairs and that it is present and they have to do what they can to seal it up. Now they've learned of an item. They don't know what that will help basically seal this up. So they go downstairs into the D and D style Dungeons yeah. and Dragons style dungeons and hallways that and she have, knew it was the blood of Christ because the good nun told her that they needed the blood of Christ to close yes, the hole back in the 1300s. Like literal, literal blood of Christ. Not whenever, you know, religious people Templars say by the blood you, of yeah. the Christ. We're talking yeah. about the actual blood. You know, that would hemoglobin have been and all. such a better movie if it was just wine and then they had to believe it into blood. Like at least they would have really I been would have playing, been into that. They were playing on the faith aspect. No, this is literal they fucking faith blood. wine into actual yes. blood. That um, would have been cool. And a, and a flashback previously showed that when the Templars first stormed this castle five or seven hundred years ago, that they used like original blood of Jesus yeah. to to try to seal Varric back in, but they couldn't completely seal it. So anyway, well, they maybe hit, it's because he was stingy you think with they the have blood. Like a full like coffer of Jesus blood. I, I think that's all the blood they should... have because they were so stingy. This is the last of it? The original guy used one drop, one exact drop of blood and that was like, that's it, that's all you're going to get. Better be good enough. Nuns get to praying. In the second, <laughs> in modern times, they're just fucking using this blood like it's oil, man. They did not well, they believe They don't have a history out. with it. They don't have a history with it. So, but anyway, they, they realize they have to go downstairs, find this artifact and basically fully seal Varric back into his own little hell dimension. So they go downstairs to the the dungeons, and they're immediately separated for whatever reason. <laughs> typical, typical <laughs> bullshit. No they don't one even bother to explain it. You just well, see it just in happens. the, ba- you just see <laughs> in just the background that the priest he just sees a door and just he probably saw Beelines. a bell. Yeah, he he's be- like, oh my, <laughs> it's like <laughs> Burke takes hallway A, Irene yeah. takes hallway B, and then Frenchie takes hallway C. I'm All just, right, we'll see you at the end of the film, yeah, guys. I was like, what is he doing? He didn't even tell them. Like, I'm going to go in this door. He's just like, what is that? Fucking catnip. I mean, <laughs> it was another bell. On a string, let him into that hallway. So he he goes and does his, and they all get attacked separately and have to deal with something scary that kind of jump scares out, which isn't really. They're not super scary too. I see prays three times in this movie because he prays on this fire and he's like, "Holy fire of light, fucking." Put these nuns on fire, oh, right. and then he throws it on the ground. It makes a cross, and all the nuns. Which again burn was up. part of my confusion on the whole nuns good bad thing, because here's a whole nother sect of nuns coming face, at them. They're good nuns. Okay, so faceless, if it's shadow face, bad nuns, bad nuns. Yeah, because you don't see the, the face of any of the bad nuns. That's right. Okay, so then yeah, he pours holy water or oil in a cross shape and throws fire, and it yeah. makes a cross, and all the bad nuns go. Ooh. Yeah, they should have just done that. They with couldn't. The main they couldn't pass the, the the holy flames. And so he starts heading back to the other two. The other two are getting scared by their own shit. You know what would have been cool if they and did a they, Silent Hill type? You have to go through frozen nuns, like in the Silent well, Hill. No, that's, there's, there's a moment. That's there's nurses. A, there's yeah. a moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing with the Silent Hill nun thing was like earlier before she before they go down here. She takes her vow, so she is officially a nun. Okay, we need to That's say what I'm this. Saying. Yes, she gets knighted. She upgrades her religious. Yeah, I'm sacraments. gonna have to like look this up. Do you really take your vows as a nun by laying down? That is one of that is one of the legit ways to do it. 
right. looked it up in the car. You got to lay down on the ground and... You uh, think that made her stronger in the army of God? Power up. What, being a nun? Upgraded being a to a, a nun? I don't think so, because yeah. being a priest did not help that fucking guy at all. And in the the rankings, you know, patriarchy, but priest is above none. Well, that's why she was the only one that could, they, well, they, oh my God, they talk about this and it's so fucking annoying. Well, they're like only a true warrior of God, which made me think. Can the use priest, the actual blood yeah. inside this little artifact thing. So that's why she had to take her. Okay. I missed her, that. But house. they didn't explain why the priest couldn't do it. Because he's not like fully, I don't know. They cut a subplot. He's not a lady. Priest. And then like when but you're no, a nun, first, you marry yourself to God. But the first, the Templar who used it was a guy. They cut a subplot because the first guy who used it was a guy so it doesn't have to be a lady he was a bearded i don't think it has to be a woman i just think you have to be like fully like committed 100 to god but they didn't and as mark said this dude never prayed the burke never prayed so maybe he just wasn't fully up in that bitch i thought she just wanted to power up (laughs) be stronger in the last fight that's literally what i took away from it and that's and that may be it if a shitty priest takes your vows does that diminish some (laughs) of your powers now you're just a shitty nun (laughs) yeah Congratulations. Uh, Welcome to our shitty yeah. Abby. He's not so, even a bishop. He's just a guy, really. So anyway, she's a full nun at this point, not a, not a half nun. She's a full nun downstairs. They're in the dungeons. They all get split up. They what all meet of? back up. And then there's a statue of the Virgin Mary holding a baby. And the light is reflecting off of its finger just perfectly to shoot a beam of light at the wall. And then based this off the earlier so stuff, stupid. where they're like, my visions say Mary will point the way. The priest goes, look. Mary's pointing the way. To Mark's point, they showed us that like five fucking times. And oh yeah, the only way it could have been any fucking worse is if the Hallelujah <laughs> song started playing. Hallelujah, <laughs> Hallelujah, Hallelujah, and then the wall splits open, and they're like, "We made it." And it's like the other two people didn't see it at all. Only the priest saw it, and it's like, "What are you like, fucking eyes closed?" <laughs> yeah, what the lady you? with the visions didn't see the yeah. beam of light it's from a, the finger. It's a dark hallway, and there's a beam of light <laughs> shooting from the the Virgin He's Mary's finger. He's a laser pointer. Like, so they find this mark on the wall. They bust open this section of the wall, and inside is this perfectly undusty, polished fucking artifact fact of god which has the blood and it's a it's a vial in the shape of a cross yeah. inside a glass egg shaped item it's a holy With hand a grenade of antioch as yes. you mentioned the yes. holy hand grenade and so they um they take that and then the evil comes out knocks burke or irene through a wall into this giant room which is like filled with water and underneath this water is the actual portal to where yeah, Barrett comes Irene. from. Yeah, it's Irene. Irene's in the pool of water because yeah. that's when Burke starts fighting with the snake and it bites him in the eye. Yeah, he's, that part sucks. He's fighting with this monster and then a snake ends up in his hand and it bites him in the face. And I was so uncomfortable. I hated that so much. Tell our audience why. I hate snakes. I hate snakes, Shock! I hate them! Okay. I really fucking hate snakes. There's, I, I don't know what it is. It's an irrational fear. But I am not a fan of snakes. So if you want to scare me, put snakes in your fucking movie. <laughs> Before uh, Irene got just, I mean, decimated. Slapped, yeah, she did get possessed, and then what's his name, Frenchie, did go through yeah, like a Silent Hill type. Maze. Well, that was earlier. That's before she actually took her vows. That was right before the wall. No, that was right before the oh, wall. Was it? Because yeah. Frenchie's like, oh no, and then the nun starts conversing That's with Frenchie. Right. She's That's like, right. I need a monologue to you while you take the. Blood the vial. And this is one of the most eye-rolling moments of the film for me is like, 
you should have went back to France. And he's like, I'm Canadian French yeah. or French he, Canadian. He pours oh, a substantial amount of what does not appear to be a lot of blood on his hand, smears it on her face when he says his line, I'm French Canadian, fucking just like smushes her. And and then the demon the, gets knocked out of, out of her. Yeah. Right, and that's when he she slaps Irene. To clarify, that was Jesus's blood he put right. on his hand and wiped on the nun's face. Yeah, he's like, from you the can artifact, have some of this. From the artifact, and, yeah. I mean, he used a lot of it, and it... So that separate that like saved Irene. Demon slaps Irene. Choke. We think slaps Irene through a wall yeah. into another room, which is right. filled with and water. And she's like a hundred pounds. I mean, that would have really fucked her. Broken up. her neck. Yeah. All of her bones. Ribs have been broken. Yeah. I mean, dude, we're talking about walls built in the seven. They're stone. They're stone right. she, That would have fucked up any human she's being. Dead. But she's so light and like small and frail. Like you're not making it. But anyway, she's just like I'm Superwoman. Everything's fine. Um, well, it's because she got turned into a nun. Oh, yeah, that's right. She leveled that's up. Why, that's, that's why, why she, she made it through that's the wall. It. That's what level two does. Yeah. So the, she cho- the nun super or the evil nun super pissed chokes out uh, Frenchie. We think, and then she's like, "All right, let me turn my attention back to this shit." And then a scene where everybody in the theater laughed. She just starts raising up out of the water with apocalypse. the didgeridoo music <laughs> ooh, with ooh, the ooh, apocalypse ooh. now level, like coming out of the it's, water. It was like that. And it was like the horror, the horror. Oh uh, yeah. So it basically was like an apocalypse now moment, and it was just like the the nun slowly raises out of the water, and, and everybody laughed. And it was just like, oh my goodness! I wish she would have had some camo under her eyes. <laughs> now this is the thing, though. This, this we're, we're talking shit about this, but the whole time these scenes are playing out, they are beautifully shot. Yes, I agree it is with that. gorgeous. It is scary looking. It's atmospheric. The problem is, is like the action and the dialogue is just so subpar. You literally yeah. can't help but roll your eyes constantly. The demon has no better idea than to just drown Irene. She's like, you know what? Fuck this noise. I'm going to drown her. And she starts drowning her. Irene sees the the blood. And I don't, I must, maybe I blinked. I don't know. But at some point she gets the blood in her mouth. No, so, it didn't show that. Okay. It shows, it shows her grab the, the, um, the, I'm going to call it the amulet. But she grabs the artifact <laughs> yeah. and then starts pulling it up and then it cuts away. Yeah. But so what we don't know is that she pulls herself up out of the water and then she had taken the. She gives the artifact to the nun, who clearly wants this artifact because this is the one thing they can right. keep. Well, I think it. The, the nun thought she was like going to slap her with it because she looks at it and then she just sort of laughs. She's like, well, "I'm choking you right now," and she takes the artifact from. And then she's her. giving it to her, like like giving it to oh. Varric. Like then he looks at it, like "Holy shit!" The cross with the blood is not in it, and then freaks out. Cut back to Irene's face, who at some at some point drunken the blood out of the vial. Yeah, there's like and a hole on the side it. of it. Yeah, there's like a cracked hole where Irene got the little vial out. But anyway, there that's, was. Yes, there was. Yeah. A, the side of it was cracked open. But I anyway, didn't see, I didn't see how she. Got Irene it. in the paperwork here. No, I didn't. <laughs> Irene I was busy scratching down. This movie is dumb. <laughs> uh, Irene took the vial out at some point, put the blood in her mouth. Varric sees that it, it's empty, wonders what the fuck's going on. Smash cut to Irene spitting the holy blood into Varric's face. It drips into the water, making the whole pool of water they're in suddenly holy water. Right. Which, why not just dump it in the water to start with? You know? Great question. Well, I don't think they knew that was and the place where the And then shit goes crazy. Basically, Varric is like being expelled. He's like ripping his skin off. Right. He's like deteriorating to nothing. All the three people are the passed out. The hole becomes out. like a vacuum cleaner. It's like sucking everything into the hole. <laughs> yeah. So basically, evil is being expelled. God, this ending was so fucking it long really and convoluted. Um, so Varric is banished. 
Then we cut to what a week later or some shit like that. I think that. it's like the next day because oh. she's she's bandaging his eye. Oh, everyone's alive. Frenchie turns out wasn't actually killed. Um, so he stumbles on in. The priest got bit in the fucking eye, but he's like, whatever. I'm a priest. Fuck it. And whatever, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a priest. Fuck it. And Irene, you know, she like was drowned. Some I don't know. She anyway. They well, saved she, she her. was still alive. She was still alive when well, she. It looked like she died. Then she came back to oh, life. Oh, Frenchie grabs her, gives her mouth to mouth. He calls well, it the kiss of life. She dies twice because she dies when she's being drowned, or at least she does a really great job pretending she no, dies. She doesn't die. All right, I think well, she pretends. All right, so she pretends. So then she spits out the the. The blood. The, the blood. The nun immediately drops her, so she must not know how to swim, because she then she starts drowning again, I guess. I think she hit her head on the, the steps or some shit. But. You know what? You make a really good point. <laughs> and now I'm even unhappy, even more unhappy with this film, because you're right. She apparently had enough consciousness and breath in her lungs yeah. to spit the blood into the And not val- swallow it face, or anything. Then fall into the water, because then Frenchie comes over and gives her mouth to mouth, right. and she spits up water. Right. So I'm guessing she doesn't know how to swim. Or she just like she is drunk. drunk. <laughs> she drowned in the shallow end. Yeah. <laughs> She's face down in a puddle. Couldn't figure it out. We're gonna need some swimming lessons in the Vatican <laughs> ASAP. At least give her floaties, man. So anyway, <laughs> she's taking. She's getting everyone patched up. They're about to leave. They're about to get on the um, the little like horse and buggy and leave this place where yeah. Frenchie's all like, "I'm leaving Romania." She's like, "That's good," but let me point out: after taking her vow of nunnery, she is in the a short fucking skirt. She is yeah. dressed like a street prostitute almost about to leave. Because oh, yeah, they like, and it is really like, showed her legs. That was oh, weird. Oh, they showed like up her thigh and you're like, yo, you are now a nun. I don't know if you can dance or dress, dance like that. <laughs> I want to dance, but I don't think you can dress like this isn't that. Footloose. She can dance however she wants. I, I guess after she's like, I've been through enough. I can do what the fuck I Maybe want. Maybe that was all the clothes she had. I don't know. But yeah, they did really have a weird shot of her legs going up the stairs. I was actually hoping she was going to renounce her nun thing and walk away. Yeah, fuck this. I'm like, out. That's oh. enough. I've done my duty i'm going back to level one (laughs) so anyway they're all like we're gonna leave now they all leave and then as they leave you notice that uh, frenchie has an upside down cross burnt on the back of his neck under his skin and kind of starts poking he's like oh i have an itch and then it shows it and they couldn't of course let you just let you imagine how that happened so then they cut to show you clearly clearly varick has possessed frenchie to some degree and then it like you said 20 years later we see our our duo from the conjuring talking about them exercising Frenchie. And they've talked about this before. Yeah, I don't, this was actually scenes from another one of the yeah. movies. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they showed these. No, it's because the, the lady okay. in the audience was the mom from um, I think Conjuring one or two. Yeah. I but, can't remember which one, but this is this is actually this was a scene from the other Conjuring movie. So okay. this is their this I is their big confirm nor deny. It's been a long time yeah, since I I've didn't seen remember Conjuring that particular 2. Scene. This is their this is their big like connection to the overall universe. Yeah. So they make but, the connection and that's the end of the film. Thank God. You sound a lot more down on this than we came into this. I, I mean, like, I still like it. The last 20 minutes, though, really, I think if they had ended it, like, I don't know, better, it would have been a real great, <laughs> real better movie. I still believe it's the third best one. I think the atmosphere is great. I think everything up until they're like, okay, we're going to have to go do this side quest to close the portal was um, was really good. Everything after that was just like, uh, I mean... There was some great visuals. There really was, but <laughs> there was a movie here that I was willing to like. Yeah, like I was on board to it to a degree, and then it just completely lost me because, like I said, I felt like the film thought I was too stupid to come along with it for a lot of it. Now, uh, clearly, I missed some things. Yeah, and so I'm glad we talked about it, and that's fine. I'm willing to admit that. Um, 
But I don't think if I had seen those things outright that that would have made the film necessarily yeah. better for me. The movie doesn't punctuate the pieces of information you need to retain for things to pay off later. So I think because it failed to do that, I think maybe in testing or in the writing, they literally went back and be like, oh, we should really point that out. Because I don't know if we made that clear enough back at the beginning. Which if they had just made it clear enough at the beginning, we would have been we would have been prepared, like, you know, for all the payoff and we would have felt dumb. I wonder if there's some deleted scenes that will help tie this movie together. Cause I feel like there's a subplot with the priests that they cut, probably for the better, because it's already kind of cliche written to have the cliche exorcist who's losing the faith it's like okay just because the exorcist did it doesn't mean every movie afterwards has to do that right there's there's an element of hey you know maybe it'd be cool to actually what if it swung the pendulum swung the other way and he was overly righteous or whatever man you don't always have to have the tortured priest motif it's i think it's played out so well here's my question you'll, you'll never actually do it as good as the exorcist right it's already been done it's been done great like well here's my question though like I, I really wish they would have had um, Nun Irene like related because wait wasn't the woman in the Conjuring movies was she ex like Nun also or ex no. like I, don't I thought think she so. was I thought that was her her whole thing is she she just always had just visions though right they've always been like sensitive yes. or whatever okay so she never yeah. was actually part of the, like the 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 nunhood or priesthood no. or whatever the fuck okay no. i don't think there was ever an attachment okay see that. i would have liked for that to actually been like something that was like passed down or carried on through their generational thing i thought it would have been cool if they were related especially well, since they look well, so be similar about the same age because the lady in well the that's why i thought that's why i asked uh, mark yeah. i was like i was like is that supposed to be the same woman from the conjuring because i feel like it was yeah, I don't I think guess we'll have to wait for movie two where James Wan decided he wanted to dig into more of how the well, nun attaches itself. There to could be a cool movie. I mean, there could have been a cool, cooler nun movie, but there could be a cool nun movie about the exorcism of Frenchie. Call it that. Pro tip. I'm marketing actually okay tip. with that. Yeah, yeah. The exorcism of Frenchie, yeah, I think, is a pretty good title. we got to get the French out of them. But <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make you full-blooded Canadian. I just feel like this the nun character was not something that needed a backstory. Uh, I agree. I mean, I never, well, I, I never watched either of these movies and thought, I want another one. I After the first Conjuring, I was like, that is a great standalone movie. After the Conjuring yep. 2, I was like, that is an okay standalone movie. <laughs> and I, I walked away saying that was a subpar second movie. So, uh, but wow. you know, but I've actually, I've said everything I can say about this. I've got one more thing I want to talk about. This movie loves to show us crosses turning upside down. Oh, it really does. I'm tired of that. You're tired of that. It happens all the time in these movies now. Like, ooh, is it? Is that? Do you find that spooky? Yeah, but every sports it's movie, like, they've got the like. I want you to get out there, and I want you to give it 120 <laughs> percent. And no one's like, you know what I need? Less coach inspirational speeches. It's like the movie trying to tell you, okay, we're flipping the light switch off. It's about to get spooky. Well, I think it can be done well. It was not done well here because they did it in weird places. It was so telegraphed like, every yeah. time. It was like something's about to happen. By like, the way, when Irene saw that nun, that was already creepy. We were already wondering if that was a bad nun. And they're like, just to drive it home, let's turn this cross upside down behind her. Very, very slowly. Yeah, which would have made a sound. But anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I think it's been a little overdone in these past few <laughs> years that I've been watching movies. This movie used like, it every sec, every Everything in this could. movie was basically by the book. I mean, everything you could yeah. do was by the book. And I think that's kind of where it suffered a little I bit. I hope the the uh, director of photography and the set designers make a, like a Van Halen movie. <laughs> A 
Van Halen movie? <laughs> Van Helsing movie. Van Helsing. Oh, I would love it. Like, either or. I, I meant Van Helsing. I'll take Van Halen either. <laughs> Maybe it's a Van Halen movie where the band has to take the role of Van Helsing. I, Tom I Hardy is David together. Lee Roth in yeah. the Van Halen movie. I want this kickstarted so, immediately. Because, they, man, they really had a great atmosphere. It was it was no, gorgeous. Yeah, you're right. In, okay, I like. Imagine sir, a werewolf in that movie. Is all I'm saying. I'm, I'm in. Mm, right. I don't give a shit. I'm in. I hate to be so hard on this film because there are aspects like the atmosphere, the sound design, the the costume work, the effects were all very well done. The lighting, all that stuff was really cool. But it's just that the film thought I needed to be explained every little bit and then punctuated so. But stupidly. at the end of the day, though. That is where the birth of a movie starts, is the story. And it is up to the screenwriters and stuff like that to really develop a script that will that can take even subpar, you know, director of photography, you know, photography and, and cinematography and stuff like that, and still make an interesting movie. You know, but mm. the problem is though, is you can have all the best ingredients, but if you don't know how to cook, you're still gonna make a piece of shit. Like well, that's meal. on the director, not the screenwriters. Also, uh, I no, believe no, it's a little bit of both, man. Very the strongly, this is a this is a studio movie. I don't think anyone had any. Oh, I guarantee this movie there. was noted to death. It so. was like I don't think we're gonna get that. Can you explain that? And they're like, yeah, yeah we got you. No that's worries. True. This is a movie by committee. Yeah. Um. So as of today, the movie's been out maybe three or four days. The budget was twenty two million dollars. We've already seen it make $54.5 million. Well, there will be many more of these. So Fuck. it's already on its way to making its money and then some. I'm impressed. On a $22 million budget, this is a good-looking movie for $22 million. Dude, that million. was oh, for sure. crazy yeah. good for $22 million. Like, there's so many good effects. Yeah. And I guess it's a, a testament to how far we've come with special effects applications yeah. and, and programs. Because True. Can you imagine this if this was all practical uh, effects, costume, makeup, and all that stuff? Oh, like how crazy. much this would have been? Yeah, I wonder if the crazy. Abbey even really exists. I bet all the exterior Think shots. A lot of it was green screen. Yeah. Yeah. When they first showed the outside, like establishing shot, I was definitely like, that kind of looks fake. I was like, that that could be that could be Hogwarts at this point. But a lot of there was nothing so egregious that it took me out of. No, nothing, nothing at all. But it definitely like everything was a little bit too crisp on the edges. Everything was a little bit too like the walls a little bit too like smooth. I was like, "Eh, I don't know, that might be. I noticed that. I was like, like I I noticed. I noticed that stuff because I'm like always looking at the details. But it's like, gentlemen, would you recommend to this film? Yes. No. No, I wouldn't. Um, man, I would, I would recommend it if it was on Netflix. And what what kind of recommendation is that? Because I was about to say the same thing. And how many times have we said that? That's the most non-committal. Re- that's the most non-committal. Like, Don't give it your money. But if you have nothing better to binge or I wouldn't even say if you have on, nothing better. I would just say it's not worth the investment that it would take. It's worth the time because if you think about how much time we waste doing mundane bullshit in our day to day lives, I would say it's worth the time to take you know an hour and a half and watch this film. I just don't know if I'd recommend putting money into it because yeah. I feel like it, it, the, I wouldn't, the, I wouldn't the cost benefit analysis doesn't work out in your favor in that aspect. Like, honestly, I'm a little bummed that I spent 10 bucks on this. Yeah, I recommend it wholeheartedly. And you said this was the third best of the five. Yes. Okay. I stand by so that. So take that with you, Will. You've heard enough of our episodes by now. Which one of us you feel represents your movie taste best? <laughs> it should never be me. And by the way, <laughs> you should never base your movie taste off Listen of to I, me. I know what I'm talking about. Except for Leprechaun 4. Fuck that movie still. <laughs> that one you can stand by. Nah, you should definitely watch that. <laughs> All right. Listeners, what did you think of this film? Let us know on our social media, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.